there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there, in, in a recent study of senior leaders by uh, a company called the Management Research Group, 97% of those senior leaders identified um, one thing as key to their organization's success. Can you guess what it was? Uh, strategic thinking. So the ability to focus deliberately on long-term priorities. But uh, in a separate study, almost the exact same percentage of respondents in terms of leaders, 96% actually, claimed that they they don't have enough time to do long-term strategic thinking. So they recognize the value of it being number one, 97%, and then 96% saying, yeah, but we can't do it because we don't have time. <laughs> so if you're a senior leader or you own a company, that is a problem. That is a problem for 96, not almost, almost all the leaders that we have. So um, getting time to do thinking is one thing. And then, well, what do I do with that time? And what is strategic thinking? Or how do I do higher level thinking is, a, is a, how I would call that. If that's of interest to you, please do uh, consider joining me for my three-day virtual intensive called Sustainable High Performance. And that is one of the things that we dig into in terms of how do you, A, create time, and then B, how do you actually strategically think, both for your career and for your personal life. Very powerful. I'll put the details here, the link in the show notes attached. Right, let's get on with today's show, which I'm calling How to Reduce Performance Anxiety. Now, there's so much that I could talk about in this particular subject, so much. So um, let's be transparent up front. I'm, I'm, you're going to have probably more questions than answers coming out of this one. But I might, and my intention is to perhaps challenge your perception of this area. Okay, now I don't know anybody. Okay, well, maybe I know maybe two people who don't ever have anxiety that I've met in my lifetime, maybe two, maybe three. And I think most people will have certain beliefs around anxiety. Like, for example, a lot of people say, well, look, a little, little performance anxiety won't do you any harm. It's a good sign. And I'm not necessarily here to challenge that. But what I will be saying to you is that there's a lot around this area that I think in the conventional sense um, is misplaced and just doesn't work. And I'm speaking to somebody who would have suffered from a lot of anxiety, um, anxiety that turned into depression. But really, I, I don't see anxiety as a problem anymore for me. And I'm going to try and give you an understanding of, of perhaps where I change my perspective on that and just see if it makes any sense to you. Um, ultimately, I and mean, this is the point I'm going to zone in on, from what I've seen, it's our reaction to the feeling of anxiety is the problem. It's our reaction to it. So the feeling comes in. And it's what we say to ourselves or how we react to it is really what causes or makes makes a big problem out of it. Okay, so if we step back for a second and think, well, first of all, what causes anxiety? What causes it? 
I mean, I'm going to break it down and say that in the previous, <coughs> excuse me, in the previous podcast episode, I was talking about the projector analogy, which essentially is that your mind is like a projector and there's different elements to that. One of the things is that whatever you think projects in your, in your mind, and then also whatever you project in your mind, you will feel. So if I'm projecting something that's an anxious um, either memory or an anxious future event that I'm worried about, then I will feel what I'm projecting in my mind. So there's a direct link between your feeling and your thinking. And from what I can see, most people don't know that, not really. So what causes anxiety is thinking anxious thoughts and giving them attention. That's a very simplistic approach, but actually it's true. Um, and <clears throat> just to give you an example, from my point of view, there used to be a time where if I was feeling anxiety, I definitely would get anxious about feeling anxiety, which I think a lot of people is what they do. And I do work with um, a lot of my clients in different ways to help reduce anxiety. Because anxiety at the end of the day is really um, inner interference. On a very basic level, some sort of a thought has crept in to your, to your projector and you're either giving that thought or streams of thought attention either consciously or unconsciously right now just to give an example of what's possible i remember a few years ago I'm, i have a big interest in uh, i guess amateur dramatics i've written a couple of plays and also um i've i suppose i am been part of different drama groups and i enjoy acting acting the maggot, uh, <laughs> somebody might say. Anyway, I'd never really suffer from performance anxiety. I mean, I would have experienced tension, but n never performance anxiety, really, uh, going on stage. Um, but I remember one particular show a few years ago, um, I was feeling a bit of anxiety before the show. Now, it wasn't because maybe the little bit that I know about the inner world, I wasn't overly concerned about it. I just thought, oh, that's interesting, I'm feeling anxiety. Right now, years before that, I would have been getting anxious about or what's that, what's it going to do to me? What if this? What if that? Anyway, I was on stage. I remember walking on stage, and I, you know, from my own experience, I've never had an issue remembering lines. Anyway, I walked on stage, and there was another actor on stage before me, and I walked out. They said their line, and I, inside myself, went, "I've no idea what my line is." And what was fascinating was. And I think it's probably maybe the little bit that I know, maybe the practice that I do, <laughs> I didn't flip out. And that's what saved me because I kind of went, the lines are in there somewhere. This is all happened now in a flash in my mind. The lines are here. I just need to relax. So I literally, in my mind, slowed my walk towards the other actor and just concentrated on my breathing. And there was kind of a little voice saying, the lines are here, the lines are here. And then what seemed like an eternity, and I could see the other actor looking at me, and we both had this recognition that I didn't know my line. <laughs> anyway, as I was walking towards, I was thinking, oh, please come, please come. <laughs> the line came in. And from there, boom, away we went. Now, it, it has happened with other actors. I've seen it firsthand where something will happen or go wrong on stage, and they will react to that and essentially knock themselves out of that kind of calm centered position. And that's that's the real problem, I think, with performance anxiety is that 
you can it's your reaction to the situation or your reaction almost to the anxiety or reaction to something going wrong can actually really cause the problem and slightly different context you know and this i'll tell you the different version of the same story sometimes with clients but i recall working with very smart uh, ceo a couple of years ago uh, very smart and we were we were kind of crafting a kind of a vivid compelling vision for their future for career and personal it's something that i do with private clients and i was asking them, what what are you really trying to solve here like what's what's holding you back from this or what's the belief that's holding you back and they couldn't quite articulate it anyway we were having our conversation and then we had a break for about three weeks and we met again and the guy said to me he said you know he said i, I can't believe the progress i've made in three weeks i literally have done probably about three months work in three weeks and he said it's all down to one thing and i said well, what's that he said you said to me something that really i didn't realize it was a problem but it obviously was a problem in my mind and you calmed my mind down he said what you said to me was um listen i work with a lot of ceos and i've seen the good the bad the ugly he says and i said to him you've got everything you need to succeed as a ceo and you've got everything in your in your in your toolkit and he said that that meant a lot and he said there was obviously i realized there was part of my inner voice was doubting myself and it was bringing in a level of anxiety but it was at the back of my mind but i saw it when you said that and my mind has calmed down and now i'm getting stuck in isn't that interesting i find like it's just same guy same circumstances but a slight tweak on the inner world and all of a sudden he's all in and he's getting three months done in three weeks you know so <clears throat> another common area where you, where you come across performance anxiety is speaking uh in public or speaking to groups of people but so many business leaders, very smart, capable, successful people say to me, uh, listen, I'm great one-to-one, -one, no problem. But when I get in front of a group, uh, something funny happens, I'm not quite sure. And, you know, if you were talking to me a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, I might have gone, look, we can do certain visualization techniques. We can do a bit of hair hypnotherapy or, and all of that will help. But it doesn't necessarily get to the fundamental root cause, in my experience. And the ultimate root cause is, we are doing it to ourselves. So there's some sort of thing there from the past that is feeding into your projector. Maybe you had a bad experience before and now you think, oh, that, what if it happens again? And again, that's reacting to a past circumstance. So the reaction again is what, as far as I can see, is causing the real problem. You know, what if it happens again? Or oh, here comes the feeling again. Oh, oh no, what does that mean? And your mind goes off into analysis. And ultimately you have to understand, as I think I've said in a few podcasts before, is that, you know, if you believe you're the, you're your own inner voice, that is a problem because you're not. You're not. And that inner voice will be saying all sorts of things, might even be analyzing different things. And this inner voice, if you're thinking, listening to this, which inner voice is he talking about? I'm talking about that inner voice, the one that's kind of gone, which inner voice is he talking about? <laughs> that's not you. You're not your mind. You're the observer of that. The fact that you're able to observe your inner voice means there's something else there. Can you imagine we're talking about this in the podcast? Yeah, how cool is that? So to reduce your anxiety, I think a massive, massive step is to, is to learn how to stop listening to your inner voice. It's not to get annoyed at it, not to react to it. And at a very practical level, I think one of the, one of the basic things to do to help improve that gap between the observer and your inner voice Take 10 to 15 minutes at the start of the day 
and at the end of the day, same time ideally, and practice um, focusing just on your breath. You could do just a breathing meditation, just focusing on your breath. And anytime your mind gets distracted, which it will, into the inner voice, your attention goes into the inner voice. When you catch it, bring it back just to your breath. That is a great discipline because you're reducing the hold, believe it or not, over time. It does take some time, um, but, you, but you will find some great progress there if you can do it. And it's funny, like I, I'm still not immune to it. And just give you another example. I so I meet up uh, for a day, roughly every two months, with this group of entrepreneurs. The focus is on, you know, improving their situation personally and develop and professionally. But it was my first kind of meeting like that since the pandemic had kicked off. So just over two years, and I woke up that morning and I I, I observed that I was feeling some anxiety. But Shane, now this is what i do honestly is i just kind of observed it was, I was more fascinated was oh, oh well if i'm feeling anxiety it's because i'm thinking anxious thoughts what am i thinking and i wasn't consciously aware that i was other than maybe there was a social anxiety but i hadn't expected that and so what i did was i just let it pass through me that's what i did just like clouds passing along the sky um because from my experience again it's reacting to anxiety is the problem if I just let it come in and go, oh, yeah, there we go, and then just let it pass, that seems to solve the problem. And it has less and less of a hold of me as I go on in my life. So what do you believe about anxiety? Because what you believe about anxiety, whether it's good or bad, or what causes it, that, that might be part of the issue. Um, and what if you practice a little bit more the way I was saying about not paying attention to what your inner voice is saying. I mean, that inner voice is a whole other conversation that's coming from your mind. And I'm hoping from today, maybe you might get a different perspective on the causes of anxiety and maybe your, what your approach to it might be. Um, there's a lot more I could talk about with this and I might even create a longer form audio about this particular topic because I think it, it will probably merit it as I'm talking it out here with you. So what I'd say is, you're not your mind, so why bother listening to it? Hmm. That's definitely something we could drill into further. Right, thanks for being with me. Bye-bye.